0: With Ashley Frasca
1: Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff Brought to you by Pike Nurseries
2: On 95.5 WSB I almost think that needs to be expanded out a little bit Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff We've got garden tools We've got bugs We've got diseases, we've got fungus We've got all kinds of things Here on Green and Growing Hey, thanks for listening to the show Hour number three And it's a busy day here on WSB Of course, you got Dave Baker and the Home Fix It show coming up And then Atlanta Living, Belinda Skelton She'll be on from 2 to 3.30 today And then at 3.30 is UGA, the Tailgate Show And of course, 7.30 kickoff against Auburn They're playing in Athens We are your home of the dogs So it's going to be a great football Saturday But yeah, first we're taking care of some of your lawn and garden questions And Mickey Gasway We're bringing her back To help uh, answer Some of the questions You've got 404-872-0750 And then at the bottom Of the hour We're going to be talking At Pike Nursery uh, With some of the great Trees and shrubs You'll want a pencil And paper ready Because they're going to Give you recommendations On what to plant That's going to have Some great fall color So, Mickey, are you ready? Because we're going to take some more calls first. I'm ready. Perfect. Mm -hmm. I want to go to Wayne calling from Rex, Georgia. Hey, Wayne, good morning.
1: Uh, Hey, Mickey. Hey, uh, Alexa. Ashley. Ashley. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I'll go back to Kathy Henderson. Oh. (laughs) Me too. Look here. I got a bub. It only comes up this time of the year. It's been blooming about. Two weeks and it'll bloom about. Uh, it'll probably bloom about four more weeks. What color? Uh, the bloom is red, but uh, it's, yep. it's no stems. On, I mean, no leaves on the stem. It's just a, a, a long stick-type stem about a foot high. All right,
0: so
2: Mi- why, Mickey, Mickey, let's set
0: together, Ashley. One, the bad what? Three. three.
2: Naked Naked lady lady. So that's so funny, Mickey and I are three for three We are so on the same page this morning identifying stuff for you all I think first we had uh, that maidenhair fern that we identified And the next one, I don't remember what we agreed on Oh, whiteflies maybe And then this one, Mickey So what Wayne has is a naked lady lily And it is gorgeous And sometimes, I guess folks could probably perceive it as wild Because it does just pop up out of nowhere it, he's right it
0: is a bulb and pikes actually sells the bulbs i think they sell them in the fall um it's the botanical name is lycoris and um i've got some coming they're coming up all over my neighborhood they come up in the lawns but what happens is about a couple of months ago there was a, were actually some leaves there mm-hmm. and then those leaves go away and a couple of months later up comes the The flower So interesting And we used to think It was so funny When we were kids Because my mother would say There's a naked lady
2: (laughs) And you're looking around Oh my gosh (laughs) That was
0: so funny But there's also a pink one That comes up earlier And it's it's also It's a little bigger But it does the same thing But it's pink You don't see as many
2: of those As you do the red ones So they were put there At some point On purpose By someone If they come from bulbs Oh, well, no, they could have seeded. Oh. And then
0: the seed became a bulb. It started off as a seed. And then as the seed grew and matured a couple of years later, then the bulb formed and it is a bulb. So birds probably.
2: Okay. And Wayne, you've got something fantastic there. So I would keep it. I love it. And any uh, special treatment that it needs, Mickey?
0: Mm-mm. No. Just try to leave the. When you see, you might want to mark where it is. And when you see the leaves, don't cut them down. Let them mature, and that way you'll
2: have a better flower. I love it. Thanks so much for the call, Wayne. All right. Up next, we have uh, another Decab County resident, Juanita, calling from Decatur. Good morning. morning. How can we help you today?
0: Well, I have a very old – well, I shouldn't say very old. It's about five years old – a rosemary bush. I mean, it was a plant, and it turned into a bush. But it's <laughs> lopsided. And I want to know – Two questions. Can I uh, transplant it now? It's it's huge. And because it's a little lopsided, and that was my fault. I didn't care for it when I needed to. Um, Can I trim some of that off to straighten it, or will that kill the whole plant? Because it's going to go into the, you know, part of the main. The brown part, sort of. Yeah, probably. Well, what happens with rose? I love rosemary, mm-hmm. but and and they will live for a long, long time. But they get really ugly in their old age. I mean, so I'll keep one for four or five years, and because my my herb garden's in my front yard, and so I don't want it to look ugly. And it's beginning to look that way now. But you can't really cut them back like you can other things, because you're going to cut back into that old woody. And it, it doesn't recover okay. So, you know, if you if you eat it if, if you're growing it to eat it Then enjoy it now But I would next spring probably get me a new one And okay. just
2: start all over again So about five years is kind of what you're looking yeah. at Yeah, I think so So what is the proper Care for rosemary I mean, like Juanita said, a lot of people probably do buy it When it's some cute little plant And then it becomes mm-hmm. a bush So what does it need? What, what is it th- it what needs conditions to be does it trimmed thrive? regularly Okay. It
0: needs, and, and it'll do much better. But even even if you do that, it still doesn't look good after a while. So what you can do is just continue. If, if you use it, if you're a cook and I'm not, but if you're a cook and use it often, it will last longer, nicer longer. If you go, I think it's still there at the store on, on Dallas Highway, the uh, the the Elbert Parkway, the Pike store. I planted one there when that store was first opened Aww. beside it. Was just a little bitty plant, and the thing is now probably six or seven feet tall and eight feet across. Oh my gosh! It's ugly. I mean, it's really, really ugly. But you know, they may have cut it down now that I'm gone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's that's amazing. Sorry for me and left it. So I I mean,
2: to to the unexperienced, untrained eye, rosemary almost from a distance would look like an evergreen, wouldn't it? Oh, it is an evergreen.
0: Yeah, I mean, evergreen. it just looks like I mean, oh, it's got
2: needles it looks and like a needled evergreen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it has pretty blue flowers
0: in the spring. Usually in usually uh, in February, it has pretty blue
2: flowers most wow. of. Wow! And what a good so, smell. Well, thank you, Juanita, for the call. We appreciate it. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. And Mickey, I wanted to ask you something from the Facebook page um, a couple weeks ago. On the you search green and growing WSB on Facebook, and I. Put a call out to some of the listeners and the followers like hey I love this show I'm having a blast it's been like eight nine months Um, but you know topic suggestions or feature ideas or what do you want to hear more of and so I did get a good uh, well good feedback but I got a great question from Marla there and she said I would just love to hear you talk about winter flower gardening and also bulbs and containers so that is something to be thinking about right now and we've got a lot of options for Fall garden and color as well, but you know a lot about bulbs. So, what are some ideas you'd have for uh, Marla?
0: Well, I love to plant when I'm doing my fall containers. If it's annual, I always plant something under. Sometimes I do tulips, and sometimes I do daffodil. I plant them underneath, and then I plant my pansies or whatever else I'm going to plant on top of it. And that way, I have the 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 pansies all winter or whatever else I put in snapdragons, and then in the spring. I have the tulips or the daffodils come up in there, and it looks good. It's fun to watch. I also do, and I'm doing this for the Paulding County Master Gardeners the end of October sometime. Um, we're doing a thing on um, fall and winter containers, and so that's going to be fun. You might want to check the Paulding County Master Gardeners. I don't know if we're going to do it virtually or whether we're going to do it. Oh, we don't
2: know yet. All right, so that'll but be anyway, at the end of the month. Yes,
0: the end of the month, and I'm going to do. I, I'm going to also show how to do a, a, a what we call a lasagna pot, where we do layers of bulbs. Yeah, usually tulips in the bottom, and then daffodils, and then crocus, and then pansies on the top, and then they come up. It's a one time shot. You can't. Leave them forever like that But it's really fun It's a great gift to give somebody So that's something to think about And I think we're going to do A vegetable um, container as well
2: That's really neat And you know, Master Gardeners I mean, hats off to them And a big round of applause for them Because a lot of the programs Have been You know, interrupted with COVID and all of that And so many have adapted and gone virtual And you can always find all that stuff out When you go to extension.uga.edu That's the University of Georgia Extension office Where the Master Gardeners originate from And find your county, find your local office Some may be just, you know, putting a hold on the classes But others are just doing free stuff virtually For everybody to learn So there's always something to be, you know, getting educated about Right, right. Oh, I love that. Well, Mickey, Wednesday. it is it is a sad time because we're going to part ways, and I am so glad you joined us for an hour and a half this morning, and you helped so many people with your garden knowledge and just garden passion and stuff. So I hope to uh, to have you on more often. Folks have definitely missed you, and how can they find you? They themselves can be in touch with you once you're gone from the show.
0: Well, they could look at my um, um, my, my email in is um. Nikki Gasway at yahoo.com. You can always try me there. Or um, I'm not going to give my phone number out. No, I no, to no. Give my phone number <laughs> out. And Stan said it looked like it was written on the bedroom wall. <laughs> so, but I'm not going to do that. But in my Facebook page, is Nikki. Um, Fishback Gasway So
2: just give me a call So that's the best place to really keep up with uh, What all Mickey's been up to It's been a busy summer for you So Mickey Fishback Gasway on Facebook And just scroll and enjoy the beautiful pictures That she posts there Mickey it's been so much fun and I'm going to see you real soon Okay. Okay Thank you so much Have a great Saturday morning Love it all right, 4048720750. We do have more time for calls when we get back and then Charles Lampkin with Pike Nursery is going to join us at the bottom of the hour with some encouragement for fall color and things that you need in the landscape. That's all coming up. Stay tuned to Green and Growing on WSB. Welcome back to the show and the home stretch now And it's it's not even getting a little warmer I keep looking at the temperature It's still 49 degrees, is that right? It is chilly this morning, so heat up the warm coffee Stay cozied up in bed if you can And hey, join us, the traffic team Down in Henry County in just a little bit We are doing a disc golf tournament Fourth annual disc golf tournament In memory of Captain Herb At Alexander Park West in McDonough I'm going to go down there right after the show Registration's full, so if you're a disc golf player You missed the window there But we're doing a fundraiser for Toys for Tots So you can bring a toy Bring a donation This year is going to be harder than most For a lot of families around Metro Atlanta So this is a wonderful fundraiser that we do And I would love to see you out All right, weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing from Brad Nitz From Channel 2 Action News Today going to be a high of around 71 Clear skies, low around 50 And then tomorrow, sunny high of around 74 Low around 52 Green and
1: growing Green and growing with Ashley Frasca Here's your garden to-do list this week
2: One of the things you can be working on in the landscape Is repelling deer and rabbits Of course you're not going to eradicate them But at least doing things like organic products Maybe a bonide granular repellent To at least try your hand at that Or even listeners have recommended to me Over the past few months deer scram Or Irish spring soap Remember when Sandra Parrish told us to crumble that up And use that Or just make the landscape less attractive or easy for the deer right? So plant the things that you like Close to the house where you can keep an eye on them Or in containers And from what I've read, deer don't like Things with rough textured leaves So coneflower may turn them off Brazilian verbena, even like lamb's ear Something like that Uh, Number two, and this is an important one You want to delay harvesting vegetables as long as possible But that's more on you to keep the insects away Winter squash and sweet potatoes may be about ready to harvest That's really exciting You can cure sweet potatoes first for 5 to 10 days once you harvest them Store them in a dark place around 60 degrees or so that stays a little humid But then they can be stored for months And I have a special guest for number 3
1: So I'm Michael Cowan from the Dunlady Nature Center And I wanted to encourage you to spend some time this weekend Removing the invasive plants especially the English ivy, the common Japanese wisteria or Chinese wisteria. It kills our trees. And I don't know who puts up those signs that says English ivy kills trees, but it really does. And it also, it's a snake habitat and a rat habitat. And if you would get rid of your ivy, you wouldn't have to spray for mosquitoes.
2: Very good. I I love that. And this is a good time to do that. Removing English ivy is something that I really worked hard on in the spring, but this time of year... Be a little more careful about copperheads And snakes, you want to look out for that If you're working on any of those invasive things My thanks to Michael Cowan there 404 750 Let's talk to Gail in Marietta, good morning Gail Welcome to the show Good
3: morning, I, I enjoy Listening to your show, I've been a Afectionado Walter Reeves Forever so, Thank you. And I love Mickey Gasselet, and That was refreshing Yeah so
2: glad to get her back on She really oh she had a blast she was giddy She had so much fun
3: <laughs> Well I'm in a condo uh, Home and so all my gardening Is container And I have a front porch and I have A patio and the patio Has accommodated Two um, Knockout roses in large Pots but they're um Let's see. they're distance, quite a distance. One's in one corner, and one's in a different corner, opposite.
2: And, and I'm, I'm running of out them, of yeah, I'm running out of time, Gail. Okay. So what's getting to them?
3: Okay, I don't know. All the leaves in one of them are, it just have little holes, and and the um, it's something sapped out the color in the leaves. So all the leaves have been look like they're eaten away. And are they something.
2: like a, a faded green now? Yes, that's right Okay, so if it were just holes, Gail My guess would be like Japanese beetles Which you could see But if they're sucking the sap out of those leaves Then that may be something more like a mite or an aphid That's actually feeding on it So most of that can be treated with a neem oil Or insecticidal soap Those are going to be organic And since you have it in a container You could do a systemic insecticide That wouldn't bother me a bit Just a small amount But something like BioAdvanced Puts out their rose and flower care It's all in one It does a fertilizer, insect control, disease control So just look for BioAdvanced rose and flower care And you're going to be able to apply that a few times a year And have great success and great benefit to the roses Got to go for news, weather and traffic But we'll be back to green and growing on WSB
3: Caterpillar to a butterfly It's green and growing with Ashley Frasca
1: Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff Brought to you by Pike Nurseries
2: On 95.5 WSB Thank you so much for being with us I know a lot of you loved hearing from Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery So glad that she came back And she was retired from Pike But man, she is still an active gardener And uh, so many answers to so many of your questions So thanks so much We are in the last half hour of the show here And this is the time for Pike Nursery This is the very half hour So many of you got to know Mickey Gasway When she was on for years and years with Walter And I have loved getting to know The different area managers The different store managers from Pike Nursery And they all have their areas of expertise And passions and things that they love talking about So he gets to come back for the third time Charles Lampkin, who's manager of the Marietta store Hey Charles, welcome back
1: Oh, Thank you, Ashley, good morning to you
2: oh, So good to have you back And so last time you and I spoke about uh, grasses And what we could be doing for the fescue and the Bermuda And all of that this time of year Your information was so, so helpful We're changing gears a little bit this Saturday Because I have just been promoting the heck out of the fact It's the first weekend in October We're so excited, we love fall Autumn leaf change color and just fall planting. So today you and I kinda of molded over and thought, you know, the Georgia Forestry Commission was on in that first hour talking about leaf watch, right? And going up to North Georgia and seeing all the leaf change and kind of the science behind that. But you don't have to go to North Georgia, Charles, to get all of that leaf change and that colorful fall color. You can do it in your very own yard, can't you?
1: Oh, you sure can. And that's that's right. We uh We have a wonderful selection here, and you'll see it all over the the landscapes here in the Atlanta area of of evergreen colors, of deciduous colors, and a lot of nice fall uh, color changes right now.
2: Yeah and of course like you guys always have trees and shrubs in stock at Pike Nursery And just I was going to run through some of the trees really quickly that Seth Hawkins gave us um, That are are the earliest changers So like some dogwoods are changing right now And some sourwood are changing right now But you've got great recommendations for not only trees but shrubs as well That we're going to get that fall foliage color And this is the best time to plant them hands down
1: uh, definitely, definitely. The the cooler the cooler days are going to stop, you know, growth and budding and flowering. So all the plants are going to concentrate on when they get in the ground is root development, which is which is crucial. And, and that's why this time is the is the best time of the year to do that. So, yeah, your dogwoods are turning those burgundy colors. Your sourwoods and your ironwoods are the first ones to get those yellow and red leaves. But um, as far as shrubbery in, in the in the landscape. We can we can recommend some plants that are gonna keep their leaves year round and give you and give you either dramatic fall color changes or just give you their color that they're that they're with yeah. the rest of the year. Um, so a few a few varieties of, of shrubs right now that are going through their color change. Um, the Southern Living Nandina series um, is is a great is a great choice. So now Nandina often gets a bad rap. The old the older varieties uh, do spread, and their seeds do pop up seedlings, but these varieties with minimal bearing, um, and if they do bury their berries, berries are sterile. So you have three varieties, the Obsession, the Blush Pink, and the Flirt. They're getting their red colors for fall. Great names. Put a dramatic lemon-lime nandina behind it to really accent, accent those reds. So this is evergreen color. That's going to last through the winter that you're gonna you're gonna achieve with these plants.
2: Okay, that one's good. What about another one?
1: Um, your Abelia um, All your varieties of Abelia right now are changing. One really popular variety is the kaleidoscope. Abelia. My favorite.
2: And, oh yeah. And
1: its its name is just is is a tent I mean the kaleidoscope. It it changes from reds to oranges to burgundies. It's it's color most of the years a, a very Lime green, but now the, the colors are changing um, And then you have your Laura Petalum You have that really deep burgundy color Throughout the year So accenting that with some with some blue colored conifers Really makes that purple come out Or some really chartreuse colors And your conifers are going to be getting their, their colors They're going to look the best they ever, they'll look Throughout the year during the during the fall And through the winter
2: So Charles mentioning <clears throat> that third one Laura Petalum, which is also Chinese fringe Yeah, that purple burgundy Flower that, or shrub that so many folks You know, have as a foundation hedge I mean, it's a a good shrub for the front of the house Can tolerate a lot of sun Uh, What about trees?
1: Trees, um, there are thousands of varieties Of of Japanese maples All sorts of colors and sizes Uh, Some of your more popular varieties Are your dissectum ones Those are kind of the weeping varieties And they come in colors of Red and, and green. The red ones, the red is going to continue until until their leaves drop. But the green varieties will will turn either golden or yellow, and some varieties even turn red. Um, probably one of our most popular and sought-after uh, Japanese maples is the coral bark yes. maple. So it has a lime green foliage, and in the fall, it has one of the most dramatic color changes of the Japanese maples. It turns a brilliant golden bronze color, and then. That bark as we cool down turns That red color so you do have Pretty much year round interest on those
2: Yeah Um, and we were talking to Mickey Gasway because we had a caller earlier In the show who was asking about a coral Bark maple and her landscaper Had told her that uh, it may not do Well in full sun but Mickey and I kind of Disagreed because it needs that full Sun to help the bark change too is that Right?
1: To get that color Change in, 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 uh, in our summer In our summer sun you could possibly see some of the, the leaves singe a little bit But making sure it's getting an adequate amount of water Especially during periods of drought Or if it's on irrigation, I think you should be fine
2: Yeah, and just that that moisture retention too It's so important when you're installing new trees and things To really keep a good layer of mulch Obviously pulled away from the trunk But just over the soil and the roots And that was my next question for you, Charles Because I know we want to give folks the best opportunity You do have a lifetime guarantee On trees and shrubs At Pike Nursery But we don't want that to happen We don't want folks To have to come back Because something's no. died So let's start off Planting it the right way What is your advice Charles From digging the hole To putting the soil Back over it
1: Yeah so That's that's one of the great things Right here is our guarantee And we're going to ensure That our customers leave With all the success items They need in their cart During that day So we always Always recommend Digging the holes wide Two to three times The, the width of the root ball Um, There is some people who suggest adding soil amendments, some people that that don't suggest it. But if you are adding soil amendments, always mix it in a 50-50 ratio so you are leaving some of that clay in the soil. So it it is used to the soil that that we're planting it in as well. Um, Starter fertilizer is crucial, whether it's it's a a root zone um, granular or... A plant starter that's a liquid. Um, always recommend that. It just provides uh, beneficial um, bacteria and fungi that, that help for root development. Um, and then we'll we'll give you the water recommendations whether a tree or a plant is a heavy water or a light water. And luckily this time of the year you don't have to water as often as you would be planting in the spring or summer.
2: Great advice and that really gives folks the confidence and the encouragement to go out and do some fall planting with trees and shrubs So Charles how can we find out more if we already heard something today that we have in mind and we want to go find it at Pike Nursery
1: Well you can always check out our website and we are doing our online ordering is in full scale now again for all stores um, Give us a call you can find me here at the Pike Marietta store and keep in mind of our installation team right now is too while our stores are gearing up, they're in full swing And even with the customer traffic and, and product moving out, we're still guaranteeing our, our pick and plant sales And installations going out within two weeks And um, they are they're in full force and a really, really great deal if you get a lot of plant material And don't have the time to plant it, we'll come out and plant it for you
2: Yeah, so. and a two-week turnaround, I mean that's fantastic So where can folks see you? Are you at the store today?
1: I am at the store this morning It's a it's a beautiful morning The sun's shining and birds are chirping It's uh, The college football is in full gear I mean, <laughs> we couldn't ask Could not ask for a better day You're going to have that sweatshirt
2: on now But you may take it off in a few hours When it warms up a little bit yeah, yeah, All right, well, Charles Lampkin From the Marietta store at Pike Nursery Hey, thanks for being back And I know you'll be back real soon
1: I hope so All right,
2: I appreciate your expertise, Charles Thanks so much
1: no problem at all Have a good day
2: You do And with the list That Charles and Desiree Provided me there Of some of the things With the fall color And the nice You know Leaf change And all of that I'm going to put that On the Facebook page Later on Give me a few hours today But green and growing WSB If you heard something You liked there 4048720750 Good morning To Judy and Fayetteville How are you this morning? Fine thank you Take,
3: uh, Thank you for taking my call yeah. I enjoy your show Thank uh, you. We think we have Lace bugs on our Azaleas Uh, They're turning pale green The leaves And they've got the black spots Underneath the leaves
2: Yeah, and are they kind of Like the top of the leaf Looks kind of mottled And a little white, right? Right Yep, Mm -hmm. I think so So the best time to really get on top of that, Judy, is June, and I know we're, we're late now, but as far as their mm-hmm. life cycle goes, June is a great time to get in there and start to control the first few generations of lace bugs, so to speak. Um, it's not too late to do it now, though, so what you might <laughs> want to do is just use something like an insecticidal soap or okay. a horticultural oil, and you can find either one of those anywhere. Um, and also most synthetic insecticides I mean, anything, you know, with a, the label on it, a chemical I mean, that's going to kill them as well um, mm-hmm. So the key, though, is getting the right coverage on the leaves So you want to spray the top You want to really get underneath with the spray wand And spray the undersides as well Because, like you said, you see that black on the underside of the mm-hmm. leaf So it's just as important to treat the bottom side Would seven dust be something that you could, would recommend? Uh, go ahead and look at the label on it. You know, mm-hmm. that is probably the most common um, garden insecticide, and I honestly haven't used it in so many years that I, mm-hmm. I I wouldn't, but it kills my gosh, hundreds of different garden pests, so I would imagine that works. And now of course they have the spray rather than the dust. But yeah, look at the label for that. that would work as well.
3: Okay, and so oil, uh, neem oil, you can spray that on
2: Uh, Horticultural oil, neem oil, Mm -hmm. yep, you absolutely can Yeah, you'll read the directions on the package of how to do that And and you are Mm -hmm. good to go But kind of mark it on the calendar, you know, around Memorial Day Next year is when you want to be thinking about doing like a pre-treatment for lace bug Okay, well, we will do that Thank you for your help Thanks, Judy, have a good morning Thanks, you too And I wanted to also answer a question someone held on very patiently and then had to go, I don't remember who it was, but asking about wild onion control. Oh my gosh, I know that's driving all of you crazy, and it's just so tough, because it's a perennial, and you're just going to have to pull up so many of the bulbs. So really, you cannot use a pre-emergent to prevent wild onion, that's going to be really tough, so post-emergent control is your best bet So treating it now Maybe it's a little early Like late October, November And then again in early spring Is at least going to stop it From producing the next generation of bulbs So be thinking about treating that now Something like Image um, And uh, the brand name Image That has uh, nutsedge on the label So anything that says it kills nutsedge That's kind of in that same family Wild onion, wild garlic That's going to be a great spray And management for uh, wild onion and wild garlic The active ingredient there is like a 2,4-D And that is going to be the best treatment for it Dicamba, um, any of that 2,4-D dicamba That active ingredient kills broadleaf weeds It's a broadleaf herbicide So that's just kind of a little bit of Extra knowledge there for you. All right, coming up on eight forty-eight, we have a few minutes left in the show. We got to take a break. I'm Ashley Frasca, hosting Green and Growing. We'll be right back on WSB. Last few minutes of the show Thank you for everybody That called And wrote in their Garden questions And the calls Were just fantastic And I was really happy To have Mickey Gasway And the Charles Lambkin From Pike Nursery Giving us some ideas Of some great Colorful Fall trees and shrubs to be planting that we can enjoy the color coming up. Well, first, the weather. As Charles said, he's at the Marietta Pike Nursery and he said it's beautiful. The birds are chirping. It's sunny out there. It is going to warm up. It's about 51 degrees right now to warm up to the low 70s today and tomorrow and be clear and sunny and lows around the uh, high 40s, low 50s. Thanks to Brad Nitz, who's been keeping you up to date from Channel 2 Action News all morning long. All right. I think the last call, I've got a chance to talk to you, Eric, in my hometown of Woodstock. Good morning.
1: Good morning. So what did you inherit um, had, in this
2: new house?
1: A, con- a pair of concrete raised beds. Okay. Um, we had some moderate success with them over the summer with tomatoes, but uh, we tried cucumbers and they all turned yellow, and the problem is, is the thing just doesn't drain very well because mm. it's concrete base and concrete sides. And my wife and I want to tear them out, I just wanted to get some sort of a reference material for you know, ideal design.
2: All right, so are they like cinder block, or is it? it's certainly not poured concrete, is it?
1: It it actually is poured concrete. My goodness, ooh,
2: boy. Yeah, I mean, there's not going to be any seepage or drainage at all on that.
1: Yeah, no, the previous owner was a builder.
2: Oh, well, yeah, so he had (laughs) excess supply of concrete. All right, so I, I mean, I would just always recommend wood, just good old-fashioned lumber. There's not as much cause for distress now as there used to be about pressure treated, but still folks are... Cautious about that So you'll need to do the research And see what side of the line you fall on that Tires, I mean if you're just going to do One and done plant Tires are really interesting And you still get decent drainage out from underneath those They may not look as appealing But you can have some fun with that But I would definitely start with lumber I built my raised beds I mean I went above and beyond Built them about knee high So that I didn't have to bend over It deterred rabbits and things a little more Eric, so I mean, that that would just be my one and only recommendation, and I'm sure folks out of there are shouting at their radios some other ideas uh, for the border. But then the soil blend that you put into that raised bed is just so important. It's the most important ingredient, and it sounds like your plants would have done well had it not been for the poor drainage, right? So Pike Nursery sells uh, their pike planting mix. There's great garden soil that you can get to at least start, and then if you really want to go one step further – You can do the mix of topsoil, compost, other organic material like manure Just to give it that nutrient-rich environment And really get going with that And transfer over some of the soil Just till it up really well Mix it up really well from the existing concrete beds And it's not too late to start doing some more gardening You didn't have as great a luck like me with the summer So at least now you can start thinking of mustards and greens It's not too late to do some of those things as well Visit uh, extension.uga edu, the University of Georgia extension for more um, ideas of what to plant now this time of year. Thanks to Justin and DeMarco and all of you for being a part of the show. Ashley Frasca headed down to Henry County for a disc golf tournament. Have a great weekend.